Welcome to the Whiskey and Coffee Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Durden. And we've been friends for over 20 years, and we enjoy sharing stories while drinking our favorite drinks. Whiskey for me. Coffee for me. So let's get to talking. Durden, what you drinking? I'm drinking Allegra Coffee Light Roast from Costa Rica. It's a nice hearty blend of honey, cherry, and graham crackers. Allegro coffee. I enjoy it. You should too. I love your shilling. It's just, it's, it's getting, I, I, it, I read good unabashed. copy. I love it. I read good, co- I read good copy. There you go. Absolutely. I'll do that. I, we ever get a, uh, we ever get, get a sponsor. Man, I'll, I'll read, send you the copies. You read it. And if anybody wants to sponsor us, I'm a whore. I will show anything. Almost anything, almost anything for anyone. Got to be legal. Got to be legal. But uh, I will shill. That's good. That's that's really good. <laughs> Man. I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. We'll shill a lot of coffee. So if any coffee people or whiskey people out there would like to sponsor us, Wrestling Agent D, what's yours, sir? At Film Tattoo, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying this uh, Black Velvet Blended Canadian Whiskey. It's very good. Oh, Very, very good. Uh, We have friends in Canada. Yes, absolutely. My uh, fiancé uses it to make uh, whiskey sours, so I stole it from her. I I miss drinking. I do miss drinking. It is, it is fun. It is a fun yeah, thing to do. As long as you, I mean, so yeah, when you get older, you figure out how to do it without, you know, ruining everything. I, I never Especially drank much. Day. Yeah. I, I never drank much when I drank, but still, I, I occasionally I miss it. Don't give me that. I've seen you put a bottle of goose away like nobody else. There were a few times, but in general, <laughs> I didn't drink much. I wasn't drinking like every day. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. You know, that's you know, fair enough. I mean, it's every, like, I don't. It was I like every other day. Yeah, I don't drink all the time, but you know, just when you're awake. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I don't drink when I'm sleeping. Yeah, Ugh, that'd be problematic. I don't it, know. It would be. Ugh, yeah. drowning doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, black velvet Canadian uh, blended Canadian whiskey. If you're out there, um, feel free to sponsor the podcast. I would love it. It'd be great. So, I watched a movie the other the other the other morning actually. Oh. Long ago, yeah, the other morning that uh, you had recommended to me, and I've been wanting to see for some time. I just wasn't going to pay for it. Um, I was waiting for it to show up on the streaming accounts. I already. Well, it. you're paying for it, just not paying extra. I didn't, pay, you, for, I didn't the... pay for it. I pay for a lot of other things. Well, I mean, this you on, pay for this the... was on Prime, so I didn't really pay for it. That I, mean, you, I, I you, paid for the shipping on Prime. Let's be honest here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not really the programming. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but I watched it's it's called Capone. Came out this year. Stars Tom Hardy as Al Capone in the last year of his life, where he is being ravaged by uh neurosyphilis um and what it has done to was arguably the most renowned gangster in american history um it's it's unflinching it Um, is it really is it's 
for the glorified light that uh, Al Capone gets put into, you know, um, it is not a flattering thing to watch. Not at all. Um, it's rough. It's really, really rough to watch. It's entertaining. It's good. You know, it's it's a very good movie. Uh, you the cast is very strong. Uh, Linda Cardellini, I think, was his wife. His wife. Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin Dillon plays, I think, an old acquaintance of his, but you're not really sure if he's really there, or if it's there or not, or if it's a yeah. hallucination yeah. From, from the neurosyphilis. Um, you know, Kyle MacLachlan plays his uh, his doctor. Uh, it's got, I mean, it's got a really strong cast, but man, it is, it is a rough movie, man. It is. If you're sensitive to watching people's body break down on them, don't go watch this movie. <sighs> it is going to hit a lot of buttons on you that you do not want pushed. Yeah. And it's a whole different perspective on Capone because like, you don't think about his last year where he got out and he's, it was Florida, right? He was down in Florida. Yeah. He was living in Florida. He was living in Florida. And you never hear that part. I've never heard that part of his life. It's always the, he was the biggest gangster ever. And he got, they got him on tax evasion and he went to jail. He didn't go to jail for all the murders or anything else. It was tax evasion. And you always hear about Capone's vault that there was nothing in it when Geraldo tried to open it. (laughs) That's the stories you hear about Capone. You never hear he got out of jail and went to Florida and, broke down from you know syphilis right lived 10 years yeah or you know was was released from alcatraz because of his condition just going taking a nosedive he was soiling himself he was talking to hallucinating. people who weren't there he was hallucinating yeah. he was seeing um, things i mean it was it was, it was ugly like for the i mean i knew that Al Capone did not die in prison. I knew that, but there's still yeah. part of you that just has it in your mind that, yeah, he probably just died in prison. Yeah. You know, because no one ever talks about Al Capone. No, no. After, oh. after he goes to prison, that's pretty much it. You're right. Like, you know, and then he went to Alcatraz. Eventually he got yeah. to Alcatraz and that was it. Yeah. So he's, he's part of that Alcatraz lore. Right. Um, but it is, you know, the last 10 years of his life were just horrific. Um, now, did they ever say if he got out because of his condition, or did he yeah. just get like parole? He got out because of his no, condition. he got out because of his condition. He was released. Okay. He was, was medical early, be, yeah, because of his condition. It's it's he been was, a while since I've seen the movie. No longer a threat to society. Okay. okay. Um, and they let him out, and of course the feds, you know, were on him, hounded yeah. him the entire ten, right. ten years of his life that he was out. Right. Uh, trying to find any kind of money or anything to to pin more stuff on him because uh, they thought he was faking his illness. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's brutal. God, that movie mm-hmm. is not, it is not flattering. It really isn't. It is. And you notice they never called him Al Capone. They called him something else at the house. Oh, uh, they call him Fonz. Fonz. Yes. Because like his name is Alphonse. Alphonse, right. No, his name was Alphonse, and so they called him Fonz. Like his family calls him Fonz. Yes, yeah, his, fa- his family did. And uh, they said, and there was a couple of moments where someone called him Al, and the wife was like, "We don't call him that anymore, or we don't call him that right. in this house." Right. So you never hear about that either. No. And how the oh, family changed the name after he passed. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the, the surviving members, his son, yeah. his wife, and they changed their last names. 
so you know they could live on right without having that stigma about them right but no dude, I mean, tom hardy tom hardy played capone and he did an amazing job he's so good he's I, good in everything though i was gonna say there's very I, I can't name something i didn't like him in oh. i mean there might be movies that he's in that i don't like but him but him himself he himself is he's fantastic he's he really such is. an amazing actor and he gets so into his roles that you just don't even notice this one i mean he had heavy prosthetics on um and just he nailed that kind of not there look like the real distant look like that glassy eyed yeah, yeah the component mm-hmm. gets in his eyes that then can turn almost immediately into like a hawk focus you yeah. know that that something catches him and he just immediately locks onto it and i mean there's a sequence there's i mean it's really kind of terrifying uh there's a sequence in it where he's walking around his estate with this gold plated Tommy gun and lighting the place up. But he's hallucinating. He thinks people are after him. That's why he's shooting. Right. But it's, it's absolutely terrifying. It is. Yeah. It it, it could be a scene out of a horror film because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's not right. You know, he's, he's not in a mentally in a, in a good place. And, He's, I mean, shooting without regard. I mean, yeah. it is, it is crazy. It is so crazy. Whether that actually happened or not, I have no idea. Uh, you know, I did try to look that up, like to see if that happened, and I could not find any anywhere that either said it did or said that this was fictionalized for the film. Yeah, you know, but there's part of me that can believe that that absolutely happened. That he would do that. That something like that would happen. That his old ways are dying hard. Yeah, you know? but like, and I don't know if you've ever hallucinated, but you really don't know what you're doing. Um, no, your reality is exactly reality what you is perceive. exactly uh, what's in front of you. So, right. um, what also got me was how young he was. He was only 43 when all this was going on, so he wasn't like old by any means. Right, right. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like Capone spent 60 years in prison and they let him out at 80 because his body was failing him. Yeah, no, he yeah. was extremely young. That syphilis, man, that syphilis hey. gitches. You gotta watch hey. it. Not I didn't read I... that that they had you know invented penicillin while you know during the last ten years of his life. You know, they finally they invented and discovered uh, penicillin, and he was on like one of the trials for it, one of the early oh. trials for it to help him with his his neurosyphilis, and they said it actually did help. To the point that it slowed the disease, the progress of the disease down. That works. You know, it was like it ain't gonna cure it, but it slowed it down wow. significantly. Hey. So he probably would have been gone. You know, who knows? Five, six years sooner. Yeah. Had he not been on that. Right. Pull that up. Right. Um. No, but the film was good. Like I said, I didn't know a lot of about his last years. I like everyone else assumed he died in prison. Right. And he didn't. And it's just, dude, he had a great estate, so he must have had money somewhere that estate yeah, he, he had in Florida money. was. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they say in there that he was like selling; they were to pay for it all. They were selling mm. everything and and trying to, uh, you know, uh, 
I don't know if it's pay his debts or just get money coming into the to the house so that they can live selling like his statues and, and yeah all the other stuff that his material possessions he had that he that's had. right because there's one scene where they try to take a statue and he tells them no not that one hey right. yeah don't take don't take that one yeah don't take my atlas statue which honestly yeah. looks like just a giant cock and balls yes it looks it did it, it just <laughs> it, it, it did. just it looks like a giant cock and balls i it mean then they eventually turn it around you go oh it is a statue of of atlas but yep. it definitely did not look like that from the angle that they had it at. No. <laughs> it did not no. look like it at all. But it was no, it's a damn good movie. I recommend you to check it out. Yeah. It's on uh like I said right now it's on Prime um as of the recording of this. It's on Prime, so if you get a chance to check it out, check it out there. Um if not, search around for it. It might show up somewhere else. Oh. And since we're talking about, you know, Capone and that time period in, in American history, I just read I Fatty, which is the biography of Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. Okay. Okay. So the way, all right. So, so the way they did this was they wrote it as an autobiography because I guess he left recordings and papers and things. Okay. So they wrote it first person, like it was him instead of just, oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that book I recommend because, you know, he got accused of raping uh, another film. Well, I don't know if she was a film star, but she was someone around the film industry. Right. And it turned out that he was completely innocent and they were, he was being framed by a Paramount. The people that ran Paramount framed him. Wow. Yeah. So and he had to go through three trials and eventually he was acquitted of everything. But it took him 10 years to get back to where he was. Because he was the biggest movie star in the world at that point. He's making a million dollars a year with Paramount. Jesus. Yeah. And after all that, after the trials and the accusations, he just went to nothing. He got addicted to heroin because of a botched uh, surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, dude, I know you don't read a lot. You, nope. you should check it out, though. No. Nope. Or audio book it. You can audio Get it on no, that's true. I do do that. I I, yeah. I, I do listen to audiobooks. I, I, would, I highly recommend the book. It's it's very interesting. It tells his side, and you know, like, dude, just think about that in today's society. Just bring it back to the day, like some, like if Disney framed, you know, whoever the biggest star is now, The Rock. If Disney tried to frame The Rock for something, oh God, yeah, you know, It'd be insane. Like, it would be. Especially if that came out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, apparently they framed him because Paramount was having some big party for, I don't remember what holiday it was, Labor Day, Memorial Day. It was called Paramount Week, and the heads of Paramount wanted him to come and shake hands and do the celebrity thing. And he was like, no, I've been working, like, four or five months on, like, eight different films. I'm going on vacation. And he was like, fuck it. I went on vacation. And that apparently pissed off the heads of Paramount and huh. they framed him wow. while on that vacation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But read the book. It's, it, it is just insane. That is crazy. No, I never, never knew any of that. I don't know yeah. The research fatty Arbuckle. Right, right. No, I never knew that. Wow. See, I, what I do is I'm reading a lot now because I have a lot of time on my hands because of the pandemic. And I'll read a book. Do it. Yeah, and I'll read a book, and it'll be like 
in this book, it says this, like, they'll be talking about something, and like, in his book, it'll say, he, he said in his book this, I'll be like, oh, in that book, that sounds interesting, so I'll, you know, write it down, or I'll remember it, and I'll go back, and I'll get that book, so, there you go, like, I found I Fatty off of, uh, it wasn't a book, it was uh, Michael Imperioli, they do a, uh, he does a uh, podcast on The Sopranos, where they just go over these Soprano episodes behind the scenes and whatever. Hmm. And he was talking about that book because the guy who wrote it wrote his biography. And in his biography, he was a heroin addict in Imperioli played a heroin addict at some point in the Sopranos. And he read that book as research. And he was talking about I fatty in both books simultaneously. Wow. Yeah. So I found off that, but I highly recommend the book or audio book. It, it's it's very interesting. So who do you cast as Fatty Arbuckle for the biopic? Kevin James. You think so? Let me see what he looks like. I'm looking him up right now on the air. But like he wasn't that big of a guy. He was only like 260, 280, but for that time period, I guess he was considered very yeah. heavy. No, he's 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 still a fairly heavy guy. Mm-hmm. He's still a fairly heavy guy. Let's see. Who does he look like? His best friend was Buster Keaton. I love Buster Keaton. Isn't Buster Keaton great? I absolutely love Buster Keaton. I still have not seen that documentary. As a matter of fact, he said Buster Keaton was the only guy that helped him during that time. Like everybody else in Hollywood shunned him. Buster Keaton pushed for him and got him directing jobs, and he directed under William Goodrich. Huh. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think Kevin James is actually being a really good cast. Yeah. I think he really would be. I think that's uh I think that's actually a very good call. There you go. Yeah. I mean he's got softer features than Kevin James, but I think overall yeah, makeup CGI, there. you couldn't get there. Oh yeah, no, no, you can make it happen. Man, he was only forty six when he died. Mm-hmm. He died in thirty two, is that right? Thirty yeah, thirty three, yeah. Thirty three enough. Wow. But no, it's highly interesting. And then in October, there's a book coming out called Vaudeville, the history of modern entertainment from 19, from 1898 to like 1925. But I'm going to get. See, I'd be interested in a good documentary about vaudeville. Vaudeville uh, interests me a lot. You and know, I'm getting more into it because I'm reading a bunch of books that talk about it. A bunch of old celebrities that started in vaudeville right that's that's what it, that's what i i like about it because it's like yeah. kind of traveling vagabond mm-hmm. um and and i think that i think that would be a, a really interesting document i'm sure there is one out there i'm but, sure I, mean, I can't imagine there is a one that has not you know but like how good and how comprehensive is it is you know to debate right but i'll review that book in october did I get Ken Burns vaudeville? Is that exactly? Where's Ken want, Burns? Let's get Ken Burns on vaudeville because I want mighty. That'd be amazing. I want Ken Burns to do wrestling, to do professional wrestling. You know, if Ken Burns did, especially you're talking like, yeah, nineteen sixty and earlier. Yeah, you know, oh. early twenty first century wrestling. Yeah, yeah, oh, twentieth century wrestling, rather. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That would be and, really good. Have you watched the documentary The Circus? It was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. The Circus. The Circus. Circus. Find I that and watch it. it. But I'm trying to see. 
That is insane, dude. Is it about ring? Is it, is it? No, it's just about the circus, the history of the circus. Okay. And it is wild, dude. It is very entertaining and interesting. <laughs> this is not it. The circus oh. inside the greatest political show on earth. No, that's that's a Showtime show. Yeah, that's different. That's different. That's uh, different. That's that not is, it. It is the circus Netflix. Let's try that. Yeah. The circus Netflix. Oh, Jesus, whatever Netflix. Fuck off. I can't get this. I can't get this straight. I'm done. Anyway, I'll look around for it. Yeah, look around. Look I, around. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, just check it out, man. I like history. I, you know, any any history of yeah, things. Yeah. Have you speaking of history? Have you yeah. sat down and watched the Hamilton yet? I watched parts. I tried. I'm not a yeah. musical guy. Well, that's true. I do know that much. You're not. I very much am. You are. Guy. You are. Um, I. Well, yeah, we watched it, and uh, you know, my fiance fell head over heels for it immediately. Sure. Uh, I mean, just all in, and I found it to just kind of be all right. Like it, it didn't floor me like so many other musicals have, especially when they're the first time I've ever seen the musical. Like I vividly remember the first time I saw Rent, and it was Rent the movie. It was not Rent the show. It was it was the film. It came out in two thousand five, and I was in tears by the end of it. It, mm-hmm. it just it struck such a chord with me. Um, and Hamilton, I remember the phenomena that was around it. Yeah. Um, back in whatever 2015, 2016. and I just was like I. I'm like, I guess I'll download this album. So I bought the album, downloaded it. I was like, I'll, I'll download I've heard it the album and listen to it because, you know, I see if it's something I can get into. And I struggled getting into it because I just didn't, I one couldn't tell who was who uh, besides Lafayette because he had a French accent um, without like seeing the guys and not knowing these actors. So I don't know their, their, you know, were I don't know what their voice sounds like. I don't know their cadences and stuff like that. So it was really tough for me to just like even picture who these people were. Like what was happening? I just I could not, I could not grasp it. I was I was and I just gave up on it. So when it came out on Disney Plus, uh, in what was that? I remember that was July, something like that. When it came out, then you know we watched it and it made a little more sense to me then obviously because i can see what's going on and and some of the songs kind of hooked into me but i never just got hooked it just never set itself with me i never got there but then over the course of like the next month (sighs) my fiance played it non-stop that'll do it non-stop in this house it was on all the time she was always singing it she was always rapping it and i was just like oh my god oh my god what are you doing i'm like come on man stop you gotta stop this you gotta and then i started listening to the soundtrack again and then songs started clicking more and now i absolutely love it. it i i feel like she completely and utterly like waterboarded me into loving this thing um by playing that soundtrack nonstop. And 
I, I do. I really do love it now. I enjoy listening to the soundtrack. Cool. It's really cool. cool. It's you know, yes, it's got some revisionist history and stuff in there, and 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 inaccuracies, but overall, it, it tells the story, you know, pretty damn close, pretty damn good, and uh, it's very. I found it to be very entertaining. Now, you know, I've now watched it a couple more times, and I'm yeah, I'm all in on Hamilton now. I I absolutely love it. Absolutely enjoy the show. Um. I would recommend anyone to watch it. Um, you know, uh, there's some people who are going to have a tough time with, you know, the the rap and hip hop portions of it, you know, who are quite traditionalist when it comes to their musicals. Um, myself was included in that for a while. It really was. Um, and eventually, you know, I got it. it. It just clicked. And I was just like, oh, no, this is cool. This is all great. Like I finally figured it out. Um, I think it just took, you know, it took it took a minute to finally get there, and that it's that it's such a weird sensation when it, that happens. It happens because you, know? you just happens. don't know. You don't. Well, I mean, this one I can say I do know how it happened. I got like I said, I got your, your fiance. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got force fed it. Yeah, um, but it was it was good. It was good. You know. I, I, I do. I really like it. I, I recommend people watch it. It is good stuff. Uh, yeah, I um, you get it. I thought it was really. I thought it was really well done. It, it really is. And and there's some just amazing performances in it. Speaking of a documentary your fiance would like, it's called Booksellers. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. Booksellers. It is about booksellers. It is about rare books and bookstores in general just, you know, going away because of digital things and how no. no. Yeah. Times are changing. Yeah. Times are changing, but there's like I believe it was seventy nine it was in New York. And I believe there's still seventy nine bookstores left in New York. Wow. That you can go to. Out of like ten years ago when it was like three hundred. Wow. Yeah. But booksellers and it talks, dude, I've never seen a documentary be exactly like the subject matter where it's interesting and dull at the same time. <laughs> That's how I feel about old books. They're interesting and dull at the exact same time. Right. And the other thing I thought that killed, that's killing rare books and older books is they're so expensive. Yeah. Like they're saying a first edition of The Great Gatsby's like five grand. Who... What regular person has five grand to spend on a book? Well, and you're not going to read that book because no. it's, it's such a delicate condition. You're, and it's leather bound and you're not going to pick it up. Them. Yeah. I'd love to have it because that's my favorite book, but I'm not going to spend that much on it. For something I'm just going to put on my shelf. Right. For something that's, yeah, just, no. that's something that I can't even interact with. Yeah. I have a lot of trouble with that in general. Mm -hmm. uh, spending ridiculous amounts of money on things that I can't do anything with. Right. I I I guess I'll never be that guy whenever if if, if I ever get I'd rich. like to hope I wouldn't, but I, I I don't know that I would be that guy. Like if I bought it, I want to do something with it and just yeah. serve a purpose other than just sitting there. I'm as I get older, I'm I'm getting that way. Yeah. Because like for Christmas, I was like, What do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. And they'll mention something like, That's great, but what am I gonna do with it? You right. know? What do, you do with that? Well, you know. Yeah. And there's just a few things hanging around that yeah. like I, I have it. I don't know why I have it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. 
Now, I mean, there's a difference in like buying art or something yeah. that the you know it, it serves a purpose. It's a wall hanging or or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. If I have first edition Great Gatsby to just sit, not even on a shelf. It's going to sit in like just, a case or something. Yeah, but just any book, any book like that. It doesn't have to be Great Gatsby. Any first right. edition older book. Right. You know, be like I mean, once again, I'm not a I'm not a book guy, but I'm a movie guy. And like, mm-hmm. if I own like an original you know whatever four reels five reels of jurassic park like and they're just cans sitting in my room mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. that does me no good i want to watch that original reel i want to hook up a projector or an old school projector that i can run those reels through yeah. and actually watch the thing right it, it would do me no good to, to own something like that it would just frustrate me yeah um to, to the like bragging rights means nothing to me like yeah. it's I'm, I'm spending that money i want to do something with it but maybe you know if you're insanely rich you know maybe bragging rights is a thing with the ultra rich maybe you buy stuff to brag see that's just it don't have ultra rich friends you know uh, you like know. have poor friends so that way they're yeah. just they're just they they're surprised by what you already got i guess hey, look at that this is all my stuff it's fun because they said Bill Gates bought a Da Vinci's Atlas books all about the science for $27 million. Yeah. It, it's like, I get that, but again, I get he's a billionaire, and at the time he was the richest guy in the world. But what are you going to do with it besides display it? But that's stuff that belongs in a museum. Yeah. That Same absolutely Guten- belongs in a museum or in the Smithsonian somewhere. Same thing with the Gutenberg Bible. They were like, it's changed hands like, 15 times the original gutenberg yeah yeah and it's like that's great but again you're going to display it so why spend i'm sure there's something better bill gates can spend 27 million dollars on no this is in the 90s but i'm just saying i i hope i'm never that guy that just buys random stuff just to be like i have it just to say you have it yeah i saw a an old interview with John Travolta and he was promoting face off him and Nick cage. And he was like, yeah, and he, I think it was on Howard Stern. It may have been somewhere else, but Travolta was like him and cage would always talk about the weird shit they had because they're, they're odd guys. I guess, you know, Nick right. cage is obviously an odd guy. Oh yeah. And, he, and he's like, and one day they're like, they read the commentary. They're eating breakfast and Nick cage just walks up to Travolta and goes, John, have you ever woken up and said, I need to buy a $20,000 piece of glass? He's like, no, Nick, I, I, I don't have that one. Apparently, Nick Cage likes to buy glass art that's 20 grand for no reason. Man. I, 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 yeah. I just can't even, man. I can't. I can't with that. I, just, I don't know. I don't know what kind of rich guy I would be. I don't I feel either. like I would not be the guy who buys a $20,000 piece of glass because I can. I feel like I would stop you. I, I want to yeah, be that guy that stops you. I feel like I'd have you. a crew around me that'd be like, dude, really? Uh, really? You can put 20 grand on that? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's two inches big, man. What? It's 20 I mean, grand that would be like buying like some sort of, I don't know. Like there are some like super rare whiskeys and stuff like that. And it's like, oh yeah, look, I got this bottle. It's a five thousand yeah. dollar bottle of johnny walker blue yeah. and i'm like okay what are you gonna do with it all right i feel the way about sit there i don't give a damn about that i want to drink it and then yeah. you know but at that point i'm just 
it's going to take the same route all the other whiskey I drink takes, and there oh. it goes. And, like, what made it special, you know? I, just, I don't know. I feel that way about people that collect wine. They buy crazy expensive bottles of wine, and they want to sit in their cellar for years. I'm like, it was 50 grand. Okay, you're just going to drink it at some point. Right. So what's the point? I, I don't know. I don't either, I, man. I don't, I don't get that. Like I'm like, all for like, if I spend over a hundred dollars on one bottle of whiskey, I feel like I am living the highest life I can live. And I will sit there and sip that whiskey. I will make it last a long time, but that's like my threshold. Yeah. <laughs> like that's where yeah. I have that limit of. If this I want to spend one. $120 an ounce for coffee. And it ended up being like $400. Jesus. It was like Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee, some limited special blend that like you could only get for like a month and a half. I hope they and cut it with cocaine. Jesus. I'd, I'd probably, I wish they would have. It would have. Oh and I don't remember why I did it. And I don't, it was good. It was good coffee. But, you know, again, it was just coffee that I drank. And, you know. Right. Like, I, I just, uh... I feel like if if I buy that like super expensive whiskey, I better get drunk off of one glass, like stupid oh, one shot, blackout drunk mm-hmm. on I one understand. regular small glass, because that shit's gotta last forever. Mm-hmm. And I come from a very strong family of gluttons, and we don't know when to stop. <laughs> and there's got to hit a limit at some point that makes you just kind of go, all right, this is it. I've reached that point. Um, and I, I don't want to sit there and just completely pound a $5,000 bottle of whiskey in a sitting because I'm just like, oh, it's, it's okay. It tastes good, but I'm not getting drunk. Mm-hmm. And it'd probably be so smooth that you wouldn't realize you're drinking. You'd have right. to drink a, a ton of it right. to feel anything. And then all of a sudden it'll hit you. And you're like, oh, wait. Right. Yeah. wasted it all and yeah yeah i don't know man yeah now saying but, all that i would like to be the ultra rich guy to figure out <laughs> you know at some point in life can i please have that opportunity yeah let me see how this works they say money doesn't buy happiness i always say let me try right let's let's switch places and There's, I, let's switch places a, i guarantee you i'll be happy this is a very fun quote from uh fiddler on the roof where, I've actually watched it on the roof. Where uh, Perchik tells Tevia the, the money is the world's curse, and Tevia says, may the Lord smite me with it, and exactly. may I never recover. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Just, uh, just for a little bit. Let me see what I can do with it. Let me see There's what, a meme. How, how would I act? There's a meme going around that says, when the rich, when the rich splurge, just like, fuck it, I'll buy a yacht. When I splurge, just like, fuck it, I'll buy an appetizer. Right, you know, hundred percent correct. Oh, hundred percent correct. I, I want the opportunity. So, if any ultra rich people want to switch places with me for, you know, a week, I mean, you could also tweet like, me. Yeah, right. I mean, tweet just, me, I'll, wrestling agent D. I just tell for you what, a week. Give me a, uh, give me a, uh, just, just give me like five million dollars and just see what I do with that. Dude, let's just do let's let's Brewster's million the damn thing. Give me a million dollars, and say a month to spend it. Yeah, brother, fuck that. It take me thirty seconds to spend a million dollars. I think I can spend a million dollars pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, 
Fine. I could, and especially frivol- frivolously. Oh, I yeah. can spend a million dollars pretty quick. Oh, yeah. What, what would be the inflation for Brewster's million today? Like, uh, I can't imagine it's Brewster's billions. So it's no, got to be no. 100 I don't million? Know, maybe 50 to 100 somewhere in there. Yeah. All right. So give me that for a month and say spend it. Spend and, $100 million in a month. And you can't have any assets. And you okay. Can't own, you can't own anything. Yeah. In the end of it. All my family's going to have a very, very good month. Yeah. Right. It's going to be a lot of things in people's names. I, I like I said. I said that the the reason the Lord I I believe has not allowed me to win the lottery is because He knows good and damn well what would happen if I did win the lottery. Uh, um, um, my new residency would definitely be Las Vegas, Nevada, yep. and uh, and that's and let me tell you this much, folks: it's not for the gambling. Um, and I would probably be dead in like inside of a month. Oh, dude! Yeah, I would just—I I would get every decadent sin I could out that I could afford with that money, and then if I ended that month, if one I was still alive and two I had money, it would be so straight and narrow from there. Oh, absolutely! It would be like, all right, I done got it all out of my system. What do I? What's the next step here? Let's do some good. Let's I start would, doing some good. I wouldn't but, survive Vegas. I love I, Vegas. I love Vegas too. We gotta go back. We gotta go back. We, we definitely do. need to go back when they ain't got this pandemic going on. Uh, um, but no, dude, you you were with me when I walked into Caesar's Palace for the first time. You saw the look on my face. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, especially when we get to that underground shopping area. That was that was what, a major zone. What was the say? What did I say? I'm home. Yes, it was. I walked into Caesar's Palace. I took four steps into the damn lobby. I looked around. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I would not survive Vegas. Right. Yeah. Or my my wallet wouldn't survive Vegas. I'll put it that way. Oh my god. Oh, uh, the women. Fuck the gambling. The women would. I wouldn't survive. Oh my god. And it's so funny because I'm like, yeah, it'd be the free booze. Like, I'd just be wandering around the casinos, just getting drunk. It's like, oh, well, you got to gamble today. Like, no, you don't. You just gotta show I, up. Yeah. <laughs> sit sit in front of a slot machine. They'll come yep. bring you a drink. Yep. I'm like, I I. I and I would be rich. I could afford the the really good drinks, really but I'm not stuff. going to. I'm gonna sit there and drink the cheap drinks. I'm gonna get great cigars, probably some illicit drugs, yep. and uh, you know hookers or something. I mean, it will be. I, it's going to be. It would be a shit show. I would. It would yeah. I would not be proud of it at the end of it. I can tell you that much. Oh, oh, I'd but, be proud. Oh, I'd but, be proud. <laughs> That is, I, that is why I will probably never be ultra rich in my life. Oh. Um, it's, it's like I said, I come from a family of, of, of gluttons and um, I would, oh God, I would glutton my heart out. It would oh. be ridiculous. I would have a room. I'd have a bedroom at every whorehouse in Nevada just for me. You know, I would, <laughs> you know, I would. It'd be the dirt and sweet. That's It'd be the dirt and sweet at the, at a, the buddy ranch. There'd be a plaque on there it. Were, there absolutely would. Oh, dude, no, at that point, you probably just buy the bunny ranch. And just I'd, take I'd over Hoff's uh, estate. Oh, dude. Dude, that's the dream, to go to Nevada and run a, run a whorehouse. That's I retirement that. plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, bad, uh, not a bad retirement plan, it's, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't survive Vegas. I would not. Yeah. That's why I don't live there. You know, it's 
<laughs> What's pretty funny is actually, I mean, it's not funny. All right. The man's dead, but I just looked up like Dennis Hoff because I remember he had died. Yeah. And I was just like, when did he die? And I looked it up. It was in 2018. And it's the, the place where it's marked that he died is Dennis Hoff's Love Ranch. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how you want to go. That's where he died. That's and that's where I found it funny. I was like, oh my God, like if you're gonna die somewhere, that's where you want to die. Die at my love ranch. Exactly. Oh my oh, god. Man. Died man. in sleep following a party for his 72nd birthday. Damn, that must have been a hell of a party. Yeah. Wasn't he like uh in the government when he died or running for office? He I think it was running for... And didn't he win after he was dead? He won the primary. He might have won. Yeah, he might have been elected after he had... I believe I heard... I remember hearing about that. Let's see. Let's see here. He ran for a Nevada state legislator as a libertarian and then as a Republican. He lost the first time uh to a guy and then he beat that guy in the GOP primary of 2018. Oh. He prevailed in the primary. Uh, I think he won and claim against the county. He was represented in the matter blah 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 not helping. At the time of his death, Hoff was running for Nevada Assembly's 36th district. He remained on the ballot. But they had polling places posted signs saying that he had that he was dead, mm-hmm. and he won the election. There it is. Yes, yeah, I, I remember he hearing the that. Ele- Not he only the did he win game. the election, he won it basically by a two to one margin. He won it sixty-eight oh, to thirty-one percentage. That's fantastic! Holy shit! He won it that's, two to one. They rather would have elected a dead man than this other than this woman. Ms. Lisa Romanov. That's fantastic. The seat that was really declared is. vacant. <laughs> Obviously. That really is good stuff. Oh, let's see. Uh, let's see. The county commission from Lincoln, Nye, and Clark counties conducted a weighted vote to determine Hoff's replacement. The seat was given to Gregory Hafen II general manager of a local utility company founded by his grandfather oh so that's who it was given to that's outstanding isn't it i thought oh my god he yeah he absolutely won the election as a dead man that's pretty good like how much did they hate that woman to vote for a dead guy right what was her politics? They were like, nope, we nope. want have a dead guy. I'd rather vote for the dead guy. Jesus. Oh. But I love Vegas, and I hope to go back soon. Ditto. I do. I, I, I think we should definitely make it a, uh, a yearly to-do. You know, yeah. Have an annual trip out to Vegas. We can record a show while we're out there. Oh, yeah. Money. Yeah, try to win money. Try to, you know women you know all the good stuff all the good stuff all the good stuff one of the few places you can still smoke indoors oh yeah Yeah. i don't smoke cigarettes anymore i haven't now for some time but i do enjoy a good cigar i really do it'll be fun yep 
We get a Cuban. A lot of fun. We're gonna get a Cuban and smoke it at some point. Just to say yeah. I did it. Yeah, I would like that too. I would like that too. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna wrap this one up. I don't. I. I it's really funny. I don't know what the hell we talked about on this one. It just. Uh, it just kind of took its course. So it's gonna be fun yeah, listening back it's to. Be it. fun listening back. Thing. So. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to reach out to us, feel free to. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Film Tattoo. You can find me on all social medias as Wrestling Agent D. I'll listen to you now, Mr. All Social Medias. Uh, it's easier than, than saying Twitter, but- Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It's just all social media. Well, on Facebook, I'm doing Periscope, Google, Google Plus, and MySpace. I am. It's, it's Wrestling Agent D everywhere, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. All right. We'll try and do better next week. <laughs>